So glad y'all came. We could all go home after that. You know, we're going to keep it short today because I was like, you know, when I was given the opportunity to speak uh, this morning, I, and let me tell you, you will not want to miss any weekend this Sunday. I mean, this January. If you can at all possible be in the room, be in the room. Those of you who can't possibly be in the room, watch, connect, not just watch, participate. I believe over the next few weeks, we are going to be experiencing some powerful things that God has for us. I believe God's going to be speaking things, directing things, showing things. Uh, like I said, we've already been talking about the things God's been directing us to do and, 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 and aiming and just, it's hard to put into words. I, I just want to say, make sure you're here and be a part of it. I'm sure in January we're going to have some powerful prayer times. We're going to have some extra services, I'm sure. Uh, Randy will be here this next Sunday to, to tell you all about it. He's uh, away preparing for this year, but I get the pr privilege of sharing the word this Sunday. And I was thinking, you know, as preparing, as we were, pre I was preparing for this weekend. I'm like, you know, I know what he's going to be getting into starting next Sunday. And I don't want today just to be a filler message, you know, like, okay, these people are coming out of New Year's, kind of like still have holiday in their mind. Let me get in, let me get out. And I, I want it to be, God, what do, you, what, what do you have for us just today? Like, like, how can we start this new year better? You know, how can we make it a, an, effective, an, an effective day? And, and I just believe today can be foundational for those of us who want to hear it. Um, I think it's time that we start truly seeing our prayers answered. I find this, though, at times that we treat God like a gumball machine, actually a broken gumball machine. A broken gumball machine or one that doesn't operate correctly, you just walk up, turn the knob, and the gumball comes out. Because, because even a proper gumball machine requires something out of you. You got to put in a quarter, got to put in a dime or a token. You got to put something in to get it out. And I think sometimes we find, or I find myself there too, so I'm not just, it's me. Finding myself treating God like a gumball machine, thinking somehow, God, you need to move because, I mean, I go to church, right? You got to heal my family because uh, I, I know your word says you're a healer. Uh, God, you got to provide for my finances because I know that your word says that you're the financial provider. God, I know that, that you know, you, you should do this for me. Not realizing that I'm trying to be that, treat God like that machine that I just want to turn the knob. God, I show up. You should produce. God, I showed up. I gave. Where's my money? God, I did that. Where's my, my husband or my family restoration or my new home? Or God, where's my stuff? Come on. God, I turned the knob. But have I put anything in? Have I done what's required of me? Have I done what was required of me? And I think a lot of times we find ourselves frustrated believers 
frustrated Christians or Christ followers because we're treating God like he owes us something without realizing that we owe him everything. God, I want to live my life like I want. God, I want to do things I want, but I still want you to protect my family. God, I want to I want to live my life the way I want to live, but I I still want you to meet my needs. I still need my mortgage paid for and I really would like a new boat. Am I the only one? No, we all are here, right? We all find ourselves if we're honest that we find ourselves sometimes slipping into that that place. You know what's so amazing about, uh, you can just stay with me, bubs, because it's not going to be that long, because I'm not even sure I'm going to this message. Um, <laughs> it's amazing because the Bible's so clear. It tells a story about how this woman was caught in adultery, and the law said she should have been stoned, and she shouldn't live. So the religious people brought this woman and threw her at the feet of Jesus. And they said, Jesus, what are you going to do with this woman who is committing adultery? She's living her own life. She's living the way she wants to live. She's not doing things your way. She's not doing the, 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 the things that we think she should do. What are you going to do with her? And the Bible says that Jesus got down into the dirt with the woman and he started, you know, writing in the dirt. And he said, you without sin, you cast the first rock. And the Bible says that one by one, from the oldest to the youngest, they all left. And it was Jesus in the dirt with the woman. Now, we like that. I like that Jesus will get in my dysfunction. Aren't y'all? Don't get scared on me this morning. Y'all, I don't know where you going with this. Jesus gets in the dirt with this woman happily because Jesus is not afraid of your dirt. Jesus is not afraid of your dirt. He's not afraid of your disappointments. He's not afraid of your questioning. He's not afraid of, of you even asking him questions. He's not afraid of your unbelief. Jesus isn't afraid of your frustration. He's not afraid of those things that have you bound. He's not afraid of your perverted ways. He's not afraid of who you are, how you feel. God is not afraid of dirt. Jesus is not afraid of getting in the dirt. That's what's so powerful about, about the message of Jesus Christ. He's not afraid of our dirt. People might be afraid of your dirt. People might stay away from you because they feel you're dirty. Jesus not. Jesus gets him down in the middle of her dirt, and he sits with her. We like that, and I'm thankful for that. But Jesus just doesn't stay in your dirt. Jesus doesn't get in your dirt to make mud pies and to chill. Jesus doesn't get in your dirt just to hang out, to mud wrestle, to have fun, to just chill there. Jesus gets in your dirt to get you out of the dirt. Now listen, this is what Jesus looks at her and says. He says, where are those that are accusing you? She looks around and she says, there's no one. No one's left accusing me. Jesus says, neither do I 
accuse you or condemn you. And he says this, go and sin no more. What? What? He gave her a responsibility. Jesus doesn't want you this year to stay in your dirt. Jesus loves to get in your dirt. No problem getting in your dirt. Not afraid of your dirt. But he gets in your dirt to stand you back up, and then he looks at you, and he says, go and sin no more. Go and stop doing what got you dirty in the first place. Now listen. God wants to bring freedom to our lives. God wants us to walk in every promise that he has for us. If I can say anything this morning, it's that we have a responsibility to do our part. It's not about just stop doing the wrong thing. Because when we spend our time stop doing the wrong thing, we find ourselves back in the dirt because our focus is on the wrong thing and not doing the wrong thing. I think that's sometimes our problem. We, I'll never do that again, but yet we're so focused on never doing that again that we find ourselves doing that again. The only way we can keep not doing that again is to focus on something fresh and new, something that God has in front of us. The way to get out of your dysfunction is to focus on the God that wants to pull you out and the God that has set you free. I believe this month is going to be about that, consecrating ourselves Godward, magnifying God. When we magnify God, it demagnifies everything else. The Bible says this in Matthew chapter 7. This part of my notes, I will say. I don't know about you. Have you ever, did you guys build a gingerbread house this last year? Hopefully you bought the one that was already made, right? And then you just decorate it. Because y'all know, you've been around here long enough, you know I'm like, not the most pre-planner when it comes to stuff like that. God stuff, I'm all about it. I'll pre-plan, I pick up for all that, okay? But other stuff, typical stuff is like, eh, eh. All right, we buy the box, you go, you take it home, it's like, oh, it's not already put together? I have to actually make sugar glue? How do you even do that, right? So you're taking out the, pro out the thing and kids are all ready to decorate the gingerbread house, right? You got all the candy in front of them and try to get the kids not to eat the candy before they put it on the house. Not possible. All right, so you're building the gingerbread house, but you're rushing. You're rushing the foundation of it and you don't let the sugar dry. I know y'all been there and y'all know what I'm talking about because you do it and you're like, ah, oh, it's good enough. It's just good enough, right? It's good enough. And then you start decorating the thing. And then you start putting the, you know, the red vines or the Twizzlers, whichever you prefer, on it. You know, you start putting the little gumdrops and, and all the stuff on top. And what happens? All of a sudden, it starts shifting. And the house that stood strong suddenly looks like a teepee, right? Looks like a shack, looks like a hut, looks like a pile of who knows what. You're like, let's just make it a mountain, a beautiful, beautiful mountain, right? You just sprinkle stuff on it and it's just a great day. Let's just eat the candy, forget the house, eat the candy. Because we don't take time to secure the foundation, we don't take time to truly secure the foundation, you start adding everything else on top of it and it's not strong enough to hold it. 
So when life happens, our house looks good for a second, but then it starts to fall apart. And I feel like 2021 kind of revealed some of that to us. What kind of foundation did we have? Because the foundation is everything. Matthew 7, 24. Don't be concerned. I'm not going to preach the whole thing. Matthew 7, 24. It says, therefore, everyone who hears. Jesus is talking. He's, he's had this big, huge sermon. And if you read in Mark, Matthew chapter 7, you'll find that he talked about a lot of things. He talked about loving your enemy. He talked about putting God first. He talked about relationship issues and how to handle them. He talks about a whole bunch of different things. And he says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. I want you to say that with me. Say, puts them into practice. Puts them into practice. He says, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down. The streams rose. The stock market crashed. I got fired from my job. COVID happened. My prayers didn't seem like they were answered. My family's going crazy. The people around me are really actually nuts. The winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall. Because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, COVID happened, crazy people all around me. I got fired from my job. The winds blew and beat against that house and it fell with a crash. The foundation is everything. The foundation is everything. And notice in this passage when Jesus is talking, it's not just hearing the word that produces a strong foundation. Somehow we think coming to church produces a strong foundation. It does not. Somehow we think listening to another podcast, giving another dollar, is producing in us a strong foundation. And I have a strong foundation, so God, I better be getting that bubblegum ball. Come on now. I've been putting in my time. I've been throwing my money in. I've been going to my church service once a month. But I've been going, been watching. Hopefully y'all watching are truly watching. Not just back in the ground, you know, background. I'm watching, I'm watching. Because this is important for your life. Listen, the reason why I bring this up is not because I'm like, y'all are bad. No, it's because I want you to experience life. I'm done with the devil shoving our houses down. I'm done with the devil wind, using his wind, his distraction, his distractions, being able to blow houses down of well-meaning people who think their life is built on the rock and it's built on the sand. Oh, the house looks great, but you don't know what you're built on until the wind starts blowing. You don't know what you believe until the pressure happens. Then you're like, ooh, I was not built on the right thing. You're building a house. I want your house to count. 
I don't want you to think attending church is a strong foundation. I don't want you to think that tithing, tithing alone is going to build a strong foundation. It's not. The Bible says, Jesus Christ himself says, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. What does that mean? That means when the Bible says to love my enemies, I can't just say, eh, next time. They don't deserve it. Listen, if I am not willing to love my enemies, I am not putting the word of God into practice and I am building my house on the sand and when opposition comes, my house is gonna fall flat and I'm gonna be asking for the bubble gum and the bubble gum ain't gonna show up because I'm not doing my part. Listen, I don't want Celebration Church to be frustrated believers. I don't want you to be broke believers. I don't want there to be dissatisfaction or, or disillusionment in this house. I want the truth to be told. The truth to be told. We will be doers of the word of God this year. Doers of the word of God this year. So the key to a strong foundation is putting into practice the word of God. Putting into practice the word of God. What does that mean? It means whatever God says to do, I do it. It's just not your staff being irritating when they call you and say, hey, I haven't seen you in church in a while. It's because they're challenging you to be obedient to the word of God when the word of God, they don't want your life to be built on sand. I don't come to church because it's just the, you know, I, I mean, I love church. I've grown up in church, so it's, it is my habit. But I don't come to church because it's just the thing to do. The Bible tells me to gather with believers. So when I gather with believers, I'm building my house on the rock. I don't just love my enemies because I'm just so saintly. I don't just honor my husband and submit to his authority. And we don't just, you know, operate in, in union like that because, you know, we just have an amazing marriage and we're just meant for each other and we just happen to find the right people. No, it's the, what the Word of God says. And we're determined to build our life on the rock so when the wind comes, our house doesn't fall. I just don't, you know, bring my tithe into the storehouse out of ritual routine. It's what the Word of God asks me to do, and when I'm obedient to the Word of God, I'm building my house on the rock, so when the bl wind blows, my house doesn't fall. This last year has been a very windy, stormy year. How's your house? Some of y'all sitting in this room, you're like, my house, unfazed, because you know the power of the Word of God, you've been putting the Word of God to work in your life, and you're continuing to declare the Word of God, and you're unmoved. Some y'all got, you know, a couple shingles flew off the roof, but still standing, right? Then there's others, you know, you got the windows blown out and, you know, but you still got the shape of a house. Then there's others of us who we feel like, man, we're those people who a tornado went through. And we feel like we look around, it's like, man, you know, all I have is my life. I see nothing. Everything's been blown apart. I have good news for you this morning. This is a new year. We have a new opportunity to rebuild foundations and you're in the right place at the right time because we at Celebration Church are committed to helping you build a strong foundation of the truth of the word of God. And the only way your foundation gets rebuilt is one step at a time. 
not tears crying over the broken mess, not tears wailing over the what you've lost. It's saying, okay, we're going to clean up this mess and we're going to start building on the truth of the word of God. What does that look like for me today? Oh, it looks for, like, like for me to get up and to be thankful. Okay, today I choose to be thankful. I don't care what's going on in my life. I choose, God, I thank you. In all things, I give you thanks. What are you doing? I'm starting to build my foundation. Oh, the Bible says to, to, to honor the Lord with my possessions. God, I choose, you know what? I'm not going to just try to be a, a stingy person with my stuff. I'm going to be generous. God, do you want me to give any of this away? God, do you, what do you want me to do with my stuff? God, I open my heart to be generous with my stuff and the people around me. You want me to give to the poor? God, I'm going to give to the poor. What do you do? I'm rebuilding my foundation on the rock. Rebuilding my foundation on the rock. Let me get to the end. In this new year, you probably already made a list of goals. I'm going to go to the gym. Let's start with one day a week. Let's cut it back, guys. Cut it back one day a week, right? Those of you who are committed to, I ain't getting no fast food. You saw how it worked for my son-in-law, you know? I'm committing no fast food this year, and he's driving through an In-N-Out or a McDonald's. Not even an In-N-Out. It's like, make it worth it, dude, if you're going to drive through something. He's still my favorite son-in-law. <laughs> Only, but favorite. So you're making New Year's resolutions. You're making fresh commitments. I'm gonna lose, just start with five pounds, not 55. Let's start with things we can accomplish, all right? So we're making these plans. We've probably already, you've probably already made these plans. Gonna go to the gym, pay off credit cards, making a list of goals. Let's add this to our list. I'm going to build a strong foundation on the Word of God this year. And then make it more specific. I'm going to do the Word of God this year. I'm going to put into practice the Word of God this year. I'm going to put into practice the Word of God this year. Y'all got to add that to your New Year goals because that's the most important thing all those other things would probably come to pass if you put this one at the very top Proverbs 16 verse number 9 it says within your heart you can make plans for your future but the Lord chooses the steps you take to get there another version says if we're wise we'll submit to his steps we make plans, got all these plans, but God has certain steps to get you into where you need to go. And if we are wise, we will follow after his steps. And the reason why that's so important is Proverbs 14, 12 says, there's a, a path before us, before each person that seems right to us. There's a path, path, that, path bleh, that looks right, it says, but it ends in death. Proverbs 1.19 says, those who love your instructions, God, have great peace. That word peace is not just, <sighs> it's nothing missing, nothing broken in your life. Those who love your instruction, which seems to me like those who put into practice what you say. Have great peace and do not stumble. Psalms 119, 105 says, God, your word is a lamp 
to guide my feet and a light for my path. The Passion Translation says it this way, truth's shining light guides me in my choices and decisions. The revelation of your word makes my pathway clear. God has some amazing things for us this year. I'm gonna say it this way, God has some amazing things for you this year. God has a whole bunch of promises. And I can tell you, they're better than anything you can think or imagine. God's promises for you are yes. He wants them for you. Let's find out what our part is. Our part is just to put into practice what he tells us to do. And we'll see everything that he has planned for us come to pass in our life. Let's all stand in this place. Y'all receive that word today? It's kind of all over the place. But I do believe God has amazing things for us. And as we build one stick at a time, one word at a time, one brick at a time, we'll build a foundation that can hold it all. We'll build a foundation strong enough to hold the favor, the increase, the blessing, the abundance, and to withstand every storm the enemy tries to blow our direction. Father, we thank you today for who you are. God, we're determined today more than ever to have a strong foundation, to build our house on the rock and not the sand. God, we don't want to be deceived people thinking we're building our house on the sand because we come to church, because we talk nicely, because we throw money in a bucket, because we feed the homeless, and we come to, you know, things that people ask us to come to. But God, we want to build our, know we're building our house on the rock by putting into practice your word. There's only one way to build the foundation, putting into practice your word. And God, we're determined to do that this year. And it starts today. God, we give you thanks for the revelation that this year will not be like last year because our foundation is different. This year will not be like last year because we're building our house on the rock. And though the storms may come, our house stands strong. God, we give you thanks for that. In Jesus' name. As your heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, maybe you've never made a decision for Christ. God loves you so much. Like I said earlier, he is certainly not afraid of your dirt. He's not afraid of the dysfunction. He's not afraid of your mistakes. He's not afraid of the shameful things you've done. He's not afraid of you rejecting him. He's not afraid of any of that. He's so ready to jump in your dirt. The Bible says that God so loved the world, the dirty world, that he sent his son into this world to live a perfect life, to sacrifice his life, to pay the sin penalty in our place, to die and in his death and resurrection gives us life and helps us get out of our dirt. If that's you this morning, we're going to pray this prayer. And it's not just a matter of repeating a prayer because, again, that's like a gumball, gumball machine. God, I prayed the prayer. I opened my mouth. I said the words, so where's my salvation? It's believing it in your heart and confessing it with your mouth. That's your part. 
I believe it in my heart. What do you believe? I believe that Jesus Christ came to get in my dirt, to get me out of my dirt. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Father God, thank you for the gift of your son who gets in my dirt to get me out. I believe that Jesus Christ came, lived a perfect life, was crucified in my place, was buried, rose again for my freedom. I receive that today. I make Jesus my Lord today. I say yes to his will. I say yes to his way. I say yes to putting in practice what he tells me to do. We give you thanks for that. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give to help us reach people with the message of Jesus.